Welcome back. This is Oscar Barkus here with my pal Sam McFadden, and we are back next to each other this week. And welcome in, guys, to episode 20. That's right, 20 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. That's 20 big ones. Um, we say this pretty much every milestone, but it, it feels like we're, we're set in stone now. Yeah, we're, we're staples of the community at this point. Uh, I know you guys have come to, to expect us uh, to bring a, a excellence every time we grace, your, uh, grace your, your phones, your Spotify with our voices. And for that, we are truly grateful. We sure are, um, and we did actually mean to record this yesterday. I know that we've had some back and forth about what days we're gonna. People might not be believe us, these. but we yeah. did. We did. Our intentions were to release this yesterday. We actually started recording it um, over Skype. Sam and I were apart yesterday, and uh, it the the connection was spotty, and we decided that we'd go for quality over. Uh, consistency. <laughs> hey, uh, we just we just want to give you guys the best product that we possibly can. Yeah, that's our goal every week. So, and and that's now twenty episodes where we where we try and fulfill that promise. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm glad we're back. We got some quick questions to start the day. Sam, do you want to go ahead and shoot yours oh, my way? Oh, I'd love to start us off. All right, here's the question for you: Do we owe? Leonard Fournette an apology. He looked pretty dang good last Sunday. He looked great. Um, but the week before that, he wasn't used a whole lot. Ronald Jones still is in the equation. Is Leonard Fournette a player we can count on? Is really the question. <laughs> well, that just added a whole <laughs> extra uh, fold into the question. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I'm willing to say sorry more than... Just because he's exceeded expectations already, I thought there's no way that you were going to get value out of him. There's too many running backs there. I like Ronald Jones' talent, um, but Leonard showed that he can do pretty much everything Brady wants. He, Brady wants a power running back that can pass block, um, and that's exactly what Leonard Fournette showed he could do last last week. So certainly better at pass blocking than uh ronald, ronald jones has yeah. proven to be yes. so with, with brady there i do think he uh he's gonna get more run but that figures in I, for sure i listen he's not well he's not he is on some of my teams unfortunately uh some dynasty teams but he's not on any of my redraft teams and i'm happy he's not on any of my teams yeah you added that little wrinkle at the end of the the question saying is he someone that we can rely on? And that I'm not ready to say yet. I will say, Leonard, sorry. You've uh, proven <laughs> yourself, proven that you can fit in with another team, but I'm, I'm not going to count on him as a running back, too. I'm happy to put him in as a spot start. In oh, flex for spot. sure, for sure. Uh, that's fine. It's just I, he's, he's not a, he's not a uh, set, set it and forget it guy, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, as far as my question, we're going to flip to the other side of the ball. Focus on defense. Um, there's been a pretty big trend over the last couple of years where if a defense finished number one overall, usually they were drafted number one overall for the coming year, and they always disappoint. We had the Bears in 2018 were the perfect example. Best defense far and away. In 2019, they weren't, they weren't close. Um, and so this season, we've kind of seen the same thing with the 2019 Patriots defense being super good. Not great so far. Um, but there's kind of a, a different team that I wanted to focus on, not that continues this trend, but maybe breaks it a little bit, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense because they actually finished second in defensive points last year and were actually way better for your fantasy team over the second half of the year, and they are currently second for this year. I think they're actually tied for first with the Ravens. So that's right, yeah. Uh, the Steelers certainly look phenomenal to start the season. Uh, they've they've played New York and Denver, and Drew Locke got hurt in that game, and a lot of factors there. So they haven't really gone up against great opponents yet. I think uh, I think the upcoming games against the Texans, and in, in a couple weeks, I know they play the Cowboys in Baltimore down the line. Those will be a better test for this defense. Um, 
but they've played stellar. The biggest question was they had so many turnovers last year, and that's why they were so good. Uh, everyone shouts for the there's going to be regression for that. There's going to be less turnovers. That stuff just doesn't stay the same from year to year. But so far it has. They have three They have yeah. three interceptions and a forced fumble in the first two weeks. Uh, so right now, life is good for the Steelers' defense. Yeah, and I agree. You know, regression probably will come to Minka Fitzpatrick and company in the secondary. But that front seven is so brutal. I mean, it, if they lose out on interceptions, they'll probably pick it up on sacks and forced fumbles. So I'm yeah. TJ Watt's a monster. Bud Dupree is playing out of his mind right now. I mean, so, uh, Stephon Tuit and Stephon Tuit and Cam Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a, a great defense. Um, yeah. yeah it, I, I, I could definitely see a world in where they end up as a top three defense. Okay, yeah, that's that's where I'm at also. I just wanted to see if they could be the first team to kind of break that trend. But that just about wraps up our quick questions. Uh, we've got a little bit of injury news. Less than last week, we're going to try and run through these. I know we spent some extra time last week, but we're trying to make sure Everyone was caught up on the seasons long of or off seasons long list of injuries. You know, it's a little a little funny before you get into this. Uh, we were listen. I'll be the first to admit I'm not always right on these things. Uh, neither of us are uh, always right for sure. Uh, but we were right about one thing, for, and it, we were very right about it. Unfortunately, I believe last week we spoke about how there's going to be a lot of IR. Yeah, and. Uh, and that for that sure is continued true. into week one of the, two. One of the toughest injury weeks I've seen in the years that I've uh, been a football fan. So, tough stuff, uh, but we'll just but have to move But unfortunately, and we mentioned this last week, it's just going to continue. This soft tissue, these guys weren't in shape enough to play NFL football. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, hopefully it gets better over the course of the season, but it's it's going to be, there's with this short time, short-term IR, there's going to be a lot of use of players out for three weeks. Absolutely. Um, but let's go ahead and jump right in. Unfortunately, we lost a few really big names, kind of league-altering names, to the season-long IR. Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley, Cortland Sutton, all tore their ACLs. Paris Campbell tore his MCL. How do you feel? Uh, first of all, it feels like it, it. the Nick Bosa injury happened like weeks ago at this point because it happened so early on Sunday. Yeah. It was, and, he was and then, in and out. And then it was followed by, you know, 80 other injuries. So just if, it's weird to th- see that name for this week. But um, obviously the Nick Bosa injury, um, there's been a couple injuries. to. I mean, the 49ers in general are just getting screwed by injury right now. Nick Bosa is a huge, uh, a huge knockoff of them. Um, maybe not from a fantasy football perspective, but certainly from a football perspective, I think it takes them from being a, a contender to maybe uh, not so much anymore. Uh, the Saquon stuff is, I don't know, it's, it's really tough having your, probably the second pick, third pick, in just your first round pick going down to season ending injury. Um, the Giants did sign know. Devonta Freeman to the veteran minimum to kind of join that trio of running backs in the New York backfield, joining Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis. But going from Saquon to those three guys is really tough. And it's really sad to see because Daniel Jones has never gotten to play with his full cast of stars. No. I mean, that New York Giants offense could be so deadly, and they just they just can't seem to all stay on the field. Uh, I will say before we move on, I am really saddened about the Paris Campbell MCL. He, was, he really showed out in week one, and he mm-hmm. was kind of – showing that he could first of all stay on the field he's always had trouble with that yep. but also kind of be a star i mean he was turning into philip rivers keenan allen in indianapolis mm-hmm. and here's just another prolonged year i i don't know if he'll ever make it back to the same form um but it does mean more uh, targets for ty and michael pittman uh some shorter term injuries we had another huge running back Christian McCaffrey. We had the actually the guy that throws the ball to Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke, go down with an AC joint. We had an injury to Tevin Coleman and a thumb injury to Jalen Rager. All of these are for at least three weeks. Some are more in the six to eight week range. Yeah. 
Um, how do you feel about McCaffrey? These? The deal for McCaffrey came out as a four to six week injury. He said he thought that he might be able to get back sooner, but you know, it's at players least three. Will, players will always say, that, yeah, it's at least three games he's going to miss, and I would not be surprised if he missed more. It, uh, I'd have to check on what their bye week is, um, but they might keep him out to the bye if they have an early bye for sure. Um, I don't know why if you're if you're the Panthers, I don't know why you wouldn't be super cautious with Christian McCaffrey. You just signed him to a huge deal. You're not a very good team. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, on the Drew Locke injury, tough stuff. But the Broncos are listen. The Broncos are a good organization. They're a smart organization. They went out and they got the guy who they think help can help them win a couple games while Drew Locke is out, and that's Blake Bortles. The boat. He's back. He's on an NFL roster. I think he'll start at least a game. Yeah, I mean, probably Locke too. is probably out three to four weeks. I'd rather give him the start than Jeff Driscoll. I sure would also. Uh, I knew you were, I knew you were going to bring it up. As soon as you mentioned, you, you brought us back to Drew Locke, you had to bring up Blake the Snake. Listen, he's my guy. <laughs> I hate I hate him uh, as a Jaguar, but love him. Love yeah. him anywhere else. Yep. It'll be, it'll be exciting for sure. Uh, unfortunately, like we mentioned, he won't get his number one option, Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. but... Uh, the rookies, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, will both get a lot of work in his absence. And then for sure, Noah Fant is the, uh, uh, to me, the number one recipient of those targets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, for the Jalen Rager thing, he'll be out for a while. And uh, Deshaun Jackson suddenly looking like a, um, a okay start if you need him uh, based on nothing. No- if, if anything else, uh, just necessity. The fact that he's healthy. Someone, yeah. Someone's going to have to catch passes in that wide receiver core, and he's the best receiver there right now. So, you know. I, I didn't know. If, I don't know if you heard this news, but the corpse of Alshon Jeffrey is actually practicing again also. So really? he might he might step into some targets uh, for the Eagles also. But uh, there's, there's not a whole lot there wide receiver-wise. Um, this last group of injuries are players that are out one or so weeks. They were not put on the short-term IR, uh, but they will be missing this week. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, had a high ankle sprain in last week's game. Generally does not affect quarterbacks as much as it does running backs and wide receivers, but it does affect their play when they come back. Um, So it's not like you were starting him anyway. I would still stay away, but... This probably does hurt some of his options. Uh, Tyrod Taylor actually suffered a punctured lung before the game. He was getting an injection right before the start mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday, and the the team doctor punctured his lung with the shot, um, so he could be out a long time. And then we've got Raheem Mostert, another 49ers running back, who's out at least a week. And then Sterling Shepard, another Daniel Jones target recipient so that's a tough slew of injuries here absolutely and i think i might be wrong but i thought i saw sterling shepherd was put on ir i might be wrong about that um he's certainly he's certainly gonna be out i think it'll be more than one week it's served to i think he got put on ir uh don't quote me on that but um as far as Garoppolo being out, he's not playing this week. That's been announced for sure. So it'll be Nick Mullins that suits up. Sure will. Nick Mullins. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna start Nick Mullins by any means, but he's uh, he's proven to be fine as the quarterback. Uh, I think that offense will be okay. Um, it's, it's not. not it's like not like they're they, throwing the ball. Yeah, a whole I lot mean, anyway. by that I mean Jarek McKinnon. I think is going to have a great game, uh, and Jeff Wilson Jr. will touch the ball plenty too. I think they're gonna run the ball. I think uh, the 49ers probably still win this game, uh, and I think it's on the back of those two guys. So yeah. if you got either one of those, I, I, you could, you can play him this week for sure. Um, More exciting to me is the guy replacing Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert. He came out and balled last week. Mm-hmm. The Ch- uh, Chargers almost beat the Chiefs, um, and there's no. Uh, it's an indefinite return for Tyrod Taylor, so Herbert could start. And if he keeps looking as good as he did on Sunday, this might just be a something that carries out the rest of the season. Um, you were right, by the way. Sterling Shepard was placed on IR. Uh, we've got a few more injuries here, some updates, uh, a few more out players just for the week, uh, and then some updates for players that we mentioned before that were injured. We've got the Rams running backs. Cam Akers suffered a 
uh, rib. He separated some cartilage in his ribs. He's out this week. Meanwhile, Malcolm Brown, another Rams running back, uh, dislocated his finger on Sunday. All this means is more carries, more work for Darrell Henderson. So that's... Yeah. He is definitely a start this week for me. Oh, absolutely. I like Dur- I like Darrell Henderson uh, this week. He looked great last week, and uh, his competition is injured. So I, I don't see why he wouldn't have a good game. The Eagles are a, a tough team to run against, but uh, I think the Rams win this game, and I the Eagles have looked really rough the last couple yeah. weeks. Uh, I, think, I think he'll be able to find some spots to get some nice yardage, maybe a touchdown in this game. Next, we've got James White, um, and here's where things get a little more serious. His family was in a car accident before the game on Sunday. He was a surprise out, um, and he actually had some family pass away in the car accident. So he's actually out indefinitely, and this is where we've got to remember that uh, real life means more than fantasy. James, all the best to you and your family. Um, it's it's a t- really tough situation, but but... I wouldn't expect him back for a little bit. At least a couple weeks, yeah. Uh, we've got Philip Lindsay with turf toe. He was out last week. He's actually back at practice, which is a quick return off of turf toe. Um, and I, to me, it means he's just going to try and be ready for next Thursday. He plays the Jets. So I, I'd expect him back there. Uh, but him being back at practice is good news. Uh, we've got a lot of wide receivers to talk about here. Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk, and like every single one of the Jets wide receivers are all out this week. Um, we've got Kenny Galladay, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones all limited. Do you have anything you want to say about those three guys? Uh, not really. I, all I would say is uh, in the case of Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, Kenny Galladay, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones, you know... Uh, you should you should be gauging the interest of their uh, their owners in your league to see if there's uh, someone you can trade for. Uh, these injuries sometimes they start to wear on a on a fantasy owner, so you might be able to get a bit of a discount. Um, sure do. If I've you got, see in I've, the right area, I've got Devonte Adams and AJ Brown in our Sam and I's league of record. It has been uh, very tough. Uh, but they will be back, and honestly, all of these guys are suffering from hamstring or ankle injuries, um, and those are injuries that might not sound super bad, but if a player goes out and before they're ready, reaggravates it, then they're out for a lot longer. So you'd you'd actually rather these teams hold these guys out. Um, lastly, we've got. Debo Samuel, the 49ers wide receiver, he's actually starting to practice next week. Uh, he suffered an injury before the season started, but that's good news for the Niners. They need some weapons to go along with that. George <laughs> Kittle is out this week, so yep. we've got another week missing the 49ers star tight end. Um, but, you know, the good news for the Niners is most of their injuries are short-term, other than Nick Bosa. Um, so they should get everyone back here in the next two to three weeks. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the Debo thing, uh, t- try and trade for him too. Yeah. Because he hasn't gotten a single point so far, hasn't played a game. Uh, you might, you, the window's still open for you to try and trade for that guy. For sure. Um, but that, that does wrap up our news. And we've got a few segments here. We've got a quick buy-sell. Uh, Sam created a bunch of situations for us, whether we think they're going to continue or not. And then we've got our classic start sits of the week. Unfortunately, we missed the Thursday night game. Uh, our start was actually not a good recommendation. So we're, we're honestly kinda... <laughs> a good thing that we missed it. Yeah. So uh, we don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, let's hop right into this buy sell. First one for you, Oscar. Uh, Derek Henry, David Johnson, and Kenyon Drake are all ranked with uh, in, in the RB21 to RB25 range, fringe RB2 range. Uh, but they turn around in the coming weeks. You buying or you selling? Absolutely buying. Uh, I think all three of these guys have enough talent, uh, but especially enough of a workload that they're going to make it work. Um, I know it's been disappointing for all three of these guys, uh, but you, you know, there sometimes a slow start. Derrick Henry actually always starts slow. He's he's a guy that turns it around in the second half of the season. Um, so I I would buy that all three of these guys 
at least end as fringe RB1s instead of being in the fringe RB2 range. Yeah, um, I I would say I'm not worried about Derrick Henry. No. Uh, he's getting he's leading the league in touches. Or he's in, got over in 50 carries. carries. He's leading so the far. league in carries, and, uh, and he'll be just fine. And I think he's second in rushing yards, so I think he'll be fine. David Johnson, I'm a little more worried about just because I'm – worried about the Texans offense in general right yeah. now. It doesn't look quite as good as I thought no, it was going to. Not at all. So, uh I'll be I need a couple more weeks to evaluate that situation, but I I still like David Johnson. Uh and then Kenny Drake, I'm not worried about. I think it's just been a a matter of Kyler Murray's been just able Killing to throw they yeah. haven't needed to run the ball that much. Uh except for Kyler who actually <laughs> is on pace to break Lamar Jackson's rushing yards record that he set last year. Right. So, which I'll I don't on, think we'll which I don't think happens. Yeah. By the way, I don't think that it happens. Yeah. I think yeah. But all three of those guys should be fine. Uh those are these are more another situation where if people are starting to panic, go yes. send some trade offers cuz all three of these guys are going to be worth worth uh worth something down the stretch of the season. All right, number 2. Robbie Anderson is currently the wide receiver 4 in half PPR scoring. And he will finish the season as a top 20 receiver. This one, I'm. It's, it's tough because that's right about the line for me. He's gotten plenty of volume, uh, looks just as good as he has his entire career. He just unfortunately got weighed down by Adam Gase for a little while. Uh huh. Um, and he, he fits with Teddy Bridgewater, which is not something that I thought. Uh, but Teddy's been airing it out. And, it's been surprising. And they've been uh, crafting routes for Robbie Anderson to run. He's not just running it a straight route down the field. He is. He's looked great. Um, I would buy that he's a wide receiver too, which means a top 24 wide receiver. Top 20, I'm, I'm going to sell top 20. Okay, okay. Right up that line. Uh, I Listen, I think it's kind of tough uh to be a top four guy uh like to be a top four guy like this and then to just fall off so unless he just becomes non-existent uh he'll probably end up in that range based off of these couple of games and he'll have some blow-up games um but i'm also gonna sell top 20 i i i think dj Moore. i think it i think it's gonna start easing out into dj Moore is more consistent and robbie anderson is gonna be more sporadic yeah, uh, but, I would agree with that. But, but I'll, I'll definitely a ton of value there. Oh, absolutely. Certainly for where you drafted him. Uh, okay. Corey Davis will have a valuable and consistent role on the Titans this season and will end the year as a wide receiver too. A.J. Brown's been hurt. I'm, I'm actually going to buy this, um, which is not something... Actually... So, Corey Davis has had a very up-and-down career. He's had some really good games, shown why he was a top-10 draft pick at one point in the NFL, um, but has never been consistent. And even last year, with A.J. Brown taking some coverage away from him, he, he couldn't make that many things happen. But I will admit, I was looking to draft Corey Davis at the end of drafts in fantasy um, this year just because I thought that it could happen. And so far, it has um, and as an AJ Browner owner, this hurts me to say, I think that both will probably finish in the wide receiver two range. I think that they are both going to be really good. Uh, but I think Corey Davis is going to take enough away from AJ Brown that neither one has the complete ceiling, but both are going to be really good wide receivers. Okay. So I'm buying. I, maybe it's, that I've just been hurt too many times. I might be biased, but I'm I'm gonna sell it, uh, and say that he'll be a wide receiver three. I I think I I'll say that I will concede that I've what I've seen from Corey Davis in the first two games is the best football he's played. Oh, I think yes, uh, the best certainly the best two game stretch he's had in his career. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I mean, he's on pace for, what, 16 touchdowns? He has yeah, a touchdown that's game. not going to happen. Yeah, the touchdowns are going to slow down. More touchdowns are going to go to Derrick Henry, who has zero right now. Yeah. Um, I And A.J. Brown's going to come back. I, I think I think right now is a great time to be shopping. Corey, actually, check that. After this upcoming week, yes. yep. I would shop Corey Davis. Yep. 
um, to see what you can get because I think he'll have a great week this week. Yeah, AJ um, Brown's gone, um, and uh, I believe they have a pretty pretty nice matchup. Um, they are playing the Minnesota Vikings. So the secondary is horrific, really so. bad. Yeah, so I would absolutely fire up Corey Davis this week, and then uh, and then uh, see what the trade market looks like for him. All right, uh, next one is the the 49ers don't need Kittle anymore. Okay, large you're saying this just to hurt me. In I, large I part because Jordan Reed is an absolute baller. And before you make your argument, let me just remind you that he has seven receptions for 50 yards and two touchdowns against the Jets last week. Uh, what was the last? Uh, what was the team that they played actually? It was. It may have been. Me? It may have been the Jets. Yeah. See, there, there it is. Um, you know, the, something that some of our favorite podcasters have create, created is the idea of Rule 81 when Jordan Reed, who has worn the number 81 his entire career, is on the field, you play him because he's that good. He's always going to catch a touchdown or get five to seven receptions. He's going to be a good tight end value. Um, number one, George Kittle, in my mind, is the best tight end in the NFL right now. He's just got to come back from this injury. Number two... Jordan Reed's not going to stay healthy as much as I hate it to say because that's that's a great uh, team to start in 12 personnel with mm-hmm. with all their running backs and all the, the two good tight ends yep. um, but I, it's just not gonna happen I'm, I'm selling that uh, uh, well I know that's a surprise here's some analysis for you but you're just a hater and uh, Jordan Reed's gonna ruin your uh, fantasy season when he ends up as the tight end one tight end one all right uh, Calvin Ridley will remain a wide receiver one even with a healthy Julio when he gets back? Uh, so This is rest of season. Rest of season. A wide receiver one? I'm buying. Top 12 guy. I'm buying, 100%. Calvin Ridley is actually the wide receiver one right now. Mm-hmm. which is by a, a large, by a, quite a margin. Which is a line that I might consider. Um, he's, not gonna, he's got touchdown regression coming his way. He's got four touchdowns through three weeks. He's just not going to catch 30 touchdowns over the course of the season but um we all projected julio and calvin really to be kind of a tag team both being wide receiver ones or at least really high wide receiver twos um i i could see calvin ridley maintaining this pace finishing as a wide receiver one or two or three over the course of the season the wide receiver one two or three uh i'd have to agree with you on this one he has looked so freaking good yeah in both of his games he's playing out of his mind he's playing better than julio um for sure and it's showing up on the stat sheet uh i think i think he'll be fine once julio comes back um and i think there's no question he ends up as a wide receiver as a top 12 wide receiver and just just an update uh the number he he's number one he's got uh 59.8 points number two is Devonte adams with 43.7 so, so he, pretty much a full game of yeah. worth of points. Yeah. So unless he has a full breakdown or he gets injured, I think it's a pretty much a lock to be a wide receiver one this yeah. season. And and the best part about the Falcons offense is that their defense sucks. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna and be so down they're a lot. Gonna, they're gonna be down a lot having to throw the ball a lot, and that just means good things for Ridley and Julio. Absolutely. All right, next one is we all overestimated Clyde Edwards Hilaire target volume. Let's. Uh, I let me get the stat up for you on how many targets he's had. I think it's like three. He has had. Uh, let's see. I believe. Well, he did. He he had eight targets last week, and he caught six of them. It was only for thirty-two yards. Yeah. So the little dump offs from Patrick Mahomes. And he only had one target on the on, in the in the opener. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to buy that we did overestimate. I think that this is a true statement. Um, we all thought that the reason that he was a, a consensus top five draft pick once Damian Williams decided to sit out the season was that Damian Williams cut the ball a bunch last year, and that's what gave him value, and that's what Clyde Edwards-Alaire could do in college. Um the tough part about this is that the Chiefs don't have to do that. They're they're good everywhere. Their defense has been good enough that they they, they don't need to rely on their offense to be super high powered. Um, and I think that they will get better over the course of the year. But 
I think that Andy Reid's probably doing what Bill Belichick normally does and letting the Patriot or letting the Chiefs warm up for the first four or six games because he knows they're going to make the playoffs. Right. Um, so I'm going to buy that we did overestimate the target vo- volume for CEH. I I also think I'm going to buy. I think the targets might come, but I don't know how you could count on it at this point. And CEH, I mean, it's funny because CEH is still going to end up as a top 15 back. I don't. I don't oh, think, without I don't a think, doubt. I don't think either of us is questioning that. It's just uh, I I think his ceiling of being that top four or five guy might not be there this season. Yeah. Uh, which is a little unfortunate if you took him fifth overall, or I mean, some people took him second overall. Like, yep. Um, next one is this one is a little tough because he's currently injured, but Raheem Mostert as a top five running back, and I'll and I'll put in the caveat of on a per game on a basis. per game. Okay, that per game. So that's more once fair. he comes back, you know, not not counting the injury. I've got to sell this. I mean. As much as I like him, and he is, without a doubt, the most explosive player in the NFL right now. Uh, we'll see how he comes back from this injury, but he had two 70-plus uh, yard touchdowns in the first two weeks. Yep. Um, he can take a little dump off screen or a little cut outside on a run for the full football field. He actually, I think, broke the record for the fastest a player has traveled with the ball in the last five years. Yes, he did. Um so he's going to be great. I kind of underestimated the power that having these breakout plays would have on his fantasy value, but he just can't finish as a top five guy. I've got him more in the high end running back two, the the 15 to 20 range. I, I'm in the same place. Uh, you mentioned those breakaway plays. They Both of them came at the beginning of those last two games. I would like to mention it was against Arizona and the Jets. Bad defenses. Not good defenses at all. Um, but after those plays, he didn't do a whole lot yeah. for the rest of the game. His his running numbers were pretty mediocre. Uh, he's, his numbers are really inflated by those plays. Um, I think he'll be useful, and I think he'll get a couple more of those plays. I don't think they'll happen every game. No. They'll play much better teams. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you've seen it. Jerick McKinnon's been getting good work. Uh, Tevin Coleman was getting a bunch of work, although he did not look good. No, and he's work. out for six and, to eight weeks. And he's out for six to eight weeks. But they're, they're going to plug Jeff Wilson into yeah, rotation. Yeah, they'll always, I mean, he... Debo's coming back. Raheem Mostert, Ayuk's coming back. Raheem Mostert is the guy. He's the running back to own there. But he's not the only running back that's going to get work there. And I, I think you're going to be disappointed with him some weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to catch an 80-yard touchdown every week. Right. Uh, my only counter-argument to the uh, the thing that you mentioned in that he only he had the one breakaway play and then didn't do a whole lot after, the Niners didn't need him to. The fact, that, the fact that he was playing these bad defenses that allowed him this big breakout play... Then the teams, the, the 49ers were either beating the Jets by enough that they didn't need him there, or they had actually lost the Cardinals and they had to throw the ball more. Um, so I, I think that his work will increase, but you're right. These explosive plays will be on a decline over the rest of the season. All right. Julian Edelman will finish as a top 15 wide receiver. What do you think? Top 15's tough, but I th- I think that's pretty much the line because Cam loves him. He's He's been a target monster for Cam so far, and he's been – I mean, I know he didn't have a super great week one, but he's been uh, all over the field. He actually caught a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would buy around that 15 to 20 range. He is currently the wide receiver seven and half-point PPR. He has 18 targets. Uh, he's, I believe, third in the league in uh, receiving yards right now. Um, and he's getting quite a few down-the-field long passes. Which is saw, not something which, that we ever saw out of Julian which, Edelman or Tom Brady. Um, yeah, it's it's not usual. but I, And it was most likely a product of the Seattle Seahawks game last week being super close for the last you know quarter of the game. So Cam was absolutely airing it out, and Julian Edelman is the guy... Um, I think it's, I it, I'm very confident that Julian Edelman will be a weekly good from week to week because it looks like he is 
by far the most trusted weapon Cam, oh, Cam yeah. Newton has. Cam Newton trusts that guy. He does. Uh, and and Cam Newton's arm looks fantastic right now. So uh, top fifteen, it feels rich. It feels really rich. It feels rich. rich. I Ooh. bought though. Are you gonna join me on this one? You know, I'll buy it. I, I I'll buy Hell it. Yeah. I think the targets stay, and I think I think he'll figure it out. I think he'll get there. Uh, all right, the Bills' passing attack is one of the best in the league, and it will sustain Stefan Diggs and John Brown as wide receiver twos or higher for the foreseeable future. That is tough. Um, I do think that the Bills figured something out over the offseason because Josh Allen has thrown for 300 yards in two consecutive weeks. Trading for Stefan Diggs looked like the right move. He's leading the league in uh, uh, 20-yard passes caught down the field. Um, I can't buy that they're both wide receiver twos just because I think it's kind of like the Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore thing where Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore will remain consistent options, whereas John Brown and Robbie Anderson will be more f- sporadic plays. Um, but both are going to have huge weeks. They could, I mean, John Brown could finish the season as a wide receiver too if the weeks come more than we think they do. I wouldn't extrapolate the the numbers that we've had so far over the course of the over the rest of the season, though, because the Bills have played the Dolphins and the Jets. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Stefan Diggs is the wide receiver three, and John Brown is the wide receiver 11 right now. Um, I am going to sell it as well. Uh, I think that the the leap that we've seen from Josh Allen is real, and it's awesome. I'm all I'm all the way here I'm for it. I'm all for it. The addition of Stefan Diggs was a great add. John Brown is a wonderful player. Um, so I think they'll both be useful. I think uh, I think it'll be tough to make them both wide receivers two though, wide receiver twos though. And I would like to say it's been a bit of a it's I've I've noticed a bit of a trend here. And a lot of these players we're talking about that are like really outdoing our expectations, and then we don't really think are going to keep doing it. Basically, all of them, we've mentioned schedule. Yep. We've mentioned schedule for almost every single one yep. of them. So, I mean, I, I don't like to think that... I, I try not to think that schedule is this huge, massive deal, but it really is a big deal. Yeah. This, it matters. Playing the Dolphins and the Jets is a lot easier than playing... The Steelers the or the Steel- Ravens. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So, you know... That is something to pay attention to. I mean, we talk about streaming quarterbacks and defenses against mm-hmm. good matchups, but this is when you can start saying, okay, the Bills are going to play six of the worst defenses over the over the last 10 weeks of the season. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I should go trade for Stefan Diggs because he's going to have huge weeks in those cases. Sure. I don't know what... I, I, I think that this is not something that I'd recommend uh, in a normal year, but I think that... The difference between the really good teams and the bad teams is a lot starker this year. Absolutely, it's, it's just and it's like a player like John Brown is perfect example. He he's not an every week start for me. He's he's a if he if he's playing a tough defense, if he's playing a Steelers or Ravens or someone like that, I probably won't start him. No, I'll keep him on my bench. But yeah. if he's playing a good, if he has a good matchup, absolutely, light him up. I'd, I'd put him in as a wide receiver two against a good matchup if I you know if I had to. Absolutely. Uh, well, Sam, thank you so much for that uh, buy-sell segment. I, I liked all of those. Yeah, um, and then we've got our our last segment of the day. We've got our start sits, uh, and then we'll get out of here. So I'm going to start us off. Unfortunately, like I mentioned, we missed out on the Thursday night game. Uh, my, my start was absolutely James Robinson, for sure. Really? Yeah, was it was it? James Robinson. Okay. So Well, then you won. You, you, you got it right. So. Uh, hopefully you're just as right on the rest of your takes. <laughs> so the first game I'm going to talk about is uh, I'm not going to be a homer here in talking about the Texans, but I'm I'm going to talk about the Texans. They're playing the Steelers, and we just talked about it. you're playing the the best, if not the second or third best defense in the league. This is going to be a tough week for the Texans. However, they're 0 two. They were supposed to be a team that competed for the playoffs. Uh, they are 0-2 because they played the best two teams in the NFL. But 
I think that this is a week where they're going to try and show everything that they've got, show that they're not an, an 0-3 team. Um, so I feel pretty confident starting most Texans offensive players. If you can wait a week on David Johnson, I would, just because that, like we mentioned, that Steelers front seven is pretty brutal. Uh, and then you're obviously starting every Steelers player that you can. Uh, I might even consider starting like a Chase Claypool this week, just because... That Texans defense uh, has not, not been good. able to stop many players. Uh, I actually, I, I like this. Uh, I, I think this Texans are actually, I, th- I actually like the Texans to win this game uh, as a bit of an upset this week. Um, the Steelers, the defenses look great, but they keep on all their games keep on ending close. really close. Yeah. Uh, so I like, I like Deshaun Watson to have a little bit of magic in this one and and get a win. Um, and if you if you have to play David Johnson, I wouldn't be totally surprised mm-hmm. if he found a touchdown. Oh, he's, he's not, not going to have a lot of yards. Is the is the deal? So, I think I think that he might actually catch more targets than he has in the past two weeks. This game just because Deshaun Watson's going to have to get rid of the ball pretty quite pretty fast. Right. Um, so that's that's the one upside there. All right. Next game is Bears Falcons. In my start of the week, I'm sure you've heard his name uh, talked about already this week a bunch, uh, but now that Julio's out, for sure, the start of the week for this game is Russell Gage. Russell Gage had a great game last week when Julio was uh, was hampered with his injury during the game. Um, he looked phenomenal, had a touchdown, uh, looked really good on his routes, uh, and I think that the Falcons, listen, the Bears defense isn't that bad, but the Falcons are going to throw, and they're going to throw a lot. A lot. Um, so and Russell Gage will get targeted. He had nine targets last week, and I think I I would put it him, I would say he's going to have more than seven this week. Yeah. And, and with that yeah. kind of target numbers, absolutely you can play him. Absolutely. Uh, and going back to, I, I mentioned the Texans are 0-2, trying to prove that they're not an 0-2 team. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are in the same boat. And the Bears are 2-0. and So if the Falcons can come out and just put it on the Bears, show that, okay, we're actually not a winless team beating a team without a loss so far, that's just going to be something that they're playing for. Right. Um, this next game that I'm going to talk about is the Rams-Bills. So we mentioned the Bills uh, don't haven't played a very good defense so far. The Rams is a lot better defense than they've played. Um, actually, the sit that I have in here is the Bills running backs because both have been taking work away from each other. And the Rams defense, as I just mentioned, is a lot better than they've played so far. However, Zach Moss just got ruled out today for this week. Um, so I would play Devin Singletary. He's going to have very little competition I think the other running back on the team is TJ Yeldon. Yeah. Um, so I, I would play your Devin Singletary. If if you've played Devin Singletary so far, this is the week you got to keep playing him. Oh, absolutely. If, if you were playing him the last couple weeks, you should play him this week for sure. Uh, I will say just a little note on Zach Moss. I really liked him coming into the season to be like a kind of a breakout rookie, kind of take over that deal. And I certainly, and I thought it would take, you know, about half the season for it to happen. But the touches he's gotten so far have looked a little tough. I think he's averaging 2.8 yards of carry. Yeah. It hasn't looked great. So hopefully he can get right and he can uh, come back better. And and maybe uh, he needs th- this out. Uh, I don't know what the actual injury is or if it's personal time or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs this game off to kind of get his head right. Right. Uh, because I was in the same boat. I, I thought that he'd be pretty good. I also think that, I mean, the Bills have just been killing people through the air. And I don't think that's going to be a, a season-long thing. I think it'll kind of even out more to where they're doing some more damage through the ground. Um, all right. Next game would be the Washington football team versus the Browns. Um, my sit for this game is going to be Austin Hooper. I know the Washington football team aren't that good, and it's it's really it's really enticing to play all your weapons against them. But Austin Hooper has done just about nothing. Nothing through for, uh, through two 100% games. Nothing. He's been a hor- he's been a huge disappointment so far. And listen, you there's two trains of thought. You could either think if you're not playing playing him in this matchup, when are you going to play him? But at the same time. 
I probably wouldn't. I'm so not. I'm he, not going to play him. He might be a drop. I'd like me. to. I'd like to win this week. You know, yeah. and he's not going to help you win a week. Yeah. So um, don't fall into a trap. Drop him. Heck, if you have some, if you have some uh, people who are paying a little less attention, and they think, oh, Austin Hooper, number one tight end, threw a lot of last year, and they he was he he's a new new to the Browns. See if you can trade him. I mean, there's no harm in trying, um, but I would start looking elsewhere. Um, and little side note on this game, uh, we don't normally talk about defenses here, but I would play both of these defenses probably this week if you have if because both are probably on your waivers uh the football team defense has actually been really really good so far i think they're third in the nfl third in fantasy so far right um and i think that this is going to be a kind of a slug fest so i would i would consider starting either one of those defenses uh the next game that i'm going to talk about is one that we laughed about earlier it's the titans vikings um the Vikings have been really bad. They're 0-2 also, and I I can't see them getting much better. I think that they might be a 5-6 to six win team instead of the 10-win team, 10 win team that people thought they were coming into the season. Um, that being said, we talked about starting Corey Davis. I think this is a, a week where both these teams haven't really utilized their running backs a ton so far, or at least successfully. Like Derrick Henry's been used a lot, but not super well. I think that this is a week where both teams try and turn it around. Start your studs. Start Derrick Henry. Start Dalvin Cook. Um, these teams rely on the run, and this is a week where I could see it paying off for both teams. Absolutely. Uh, start your studs is a good is a good information just in general with fantasy football. Sometimes we as fantasy managers like to think we are very smart. It's that's not the case. Don't don't <laughs> don't get smart on it. You're gonna look like an idiot when you sit Derek Henry and he has two touchdowns and a hundred yards. Um, so just you know, don't get too smart for your own good. Uh, Raiders versus Patriots. I'm gonna say sit any receiving option uh, on the Raiders team that's not Darren Waller. Yeah. Darren Waller balled out last last week and he and he had a ton of targets. I think he was I think he had like 48 percent of the targets on the team. Uh, in this last game, and I while I don't think he'll have forty eight percent of the targets, uh, Henry Ruggs is still kind of banged up. I mean, Tyrell Williams has been out for you know he, that's been a thing, but he's not there. Brian Edwards has looked like a rookie. It's it's not great, and the Patriots uh, Patriots secondary is really good. Yeah. Um. If if the Raiders are going to do damage, it's with Darren Waller and it's with Josh Jacobs. Uh. So. I, I can't imagine that there's any situation in which people need to start Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards or anyone like that. But if that's the case, try and look another. Go way. somewhere else. Um, I will say, don't expect a whole lot out of Darren Waller this week. I mean, if the Raiders are going to keep it close, I'll probably have a touchdown or I get an amount of targets enough to keep you happy uh, or satisfied, but maybe not happy because the Patriots are going to put their best defensive backs on him because he's their best receiver. Whether it's uh, Devin McCourty or uh, J.C. Jackson, they're, they're going to put someone on him that's usually should be covering a wide receiver, uh, but just because Darren Waller is so good, they're going to they're gonna stick one of their best defenders on him. Um, the 49ers-Giants game is our next game here, and we talked about all the injured 49ers, all the injured Giants, uh, this is not the game that it could have been, but I will say I expect the 49ers to win this game pretty handily. However, if that's not the case, it's going to be at the hand of Danny Dimes. Uh, he is Danny Jones. Daniel Jones is going to be. He's he's got to throw the ball a lot. He's got to run the ball ball a lot for the Giants to keep this game competitive. Uh, I think that the Niners are going to win this game running the ball a whole lot so Danny Dimes is going to have to drop some dimes this week so he's my start I like it I actually also I like the Giants to upset this week do you to, to, to upset a hurt 49ers yeah. I, I, I like him I like that upset um, you know I, I think it's a good one and, and absolutely you're right Danny Dimes he's going to be doing some damage if, if that's the case so I, I like this I also like Darius Slayton uh, I do too. If you, if you like Danny Dimes, you like Darius Slayton, and, and honestly Evan Ingram too. Those two yeah. options—that'll be who does it. If yeah. Danny Dimes is good, they'll be good. Um, 
Bengals Eagles. I uh, I'm saying start Joey Burrow. I, I Joey Joe Burrow. I mean, he's been playing well. I think uh, uh, I think you can play him this week. I think he'll be just fine. The Eagles secondary has looked uh, pretty pedestrian outside oh, yeah. of Darius Slay. Darius Slay has been all right. Um, I I like the Bengals to uh, to win this one too. I like this upset as well. A lot um, of upsets. And uh, I I think Carson Wentz could be a start too. And I, I put him in here as as a maybe because uh, if there's anyone who has Carson Wentz on their team right now, they're not happy. They're not happy. And if you're gonna play him, like this is the week. Yeah, this is when you this have is, to. This it's, is like it's the against one of the league's worst defenses. Yeah, I know. I know his receiving options are banged up, but I mean. He'll Deshaun Jackson, Zacherts, Dallas ends. Goddard, and Miles yeah. Sanders is enough to do damage against the Bengals. So if you have him and you're thinking about playing it, like it, he might be a starting option. If you don't play him this week, yeah, when are you going to play him? Never. Uh, I will say both these teams' offensive lines are pretty bad. They're either mm-hmm. banged up or they just don't have a whole lot of talent there. Um, so these quarterbacks are going to have to chuck the ball away pretty quick. So hopefully Joe Burrow can stay on his feet long enough to get rid of the ball against the Eagles' pretty good defensive line. Uh, This next game I'm going to talk about is the Jets-Colts. Man, the Jets. I mean, every week we talk about them. They are the worst team in football, in my mind. Uh, And it's not particularly close. I mean, the Colts, you got to play pretty much everyone. It's probably not going to be a huge passing day. Uh, Phillip Rivers could probably throw the ball 20, 25 times and be done. Yeah. But still play pretty much at anyone you've got for them. On the Jets' side of the ball, we just talked about all their wide receivers are injured. I think that their wide receiver one this week is going to be Braxton Berrios. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm I'm sitting everyone on the Jets except for... If they're going to get any work done on offense, I think that this is the week that Chris Herndon kind of shows out a little bit. But you probably have a better option than Chris Herndon. But in a in a deeper league or a, a team that you know you've got George Kittle, you need another tight end. Chris Herndon, this could be a Chris Herndon week. I am absolutely right there with you. Chris Herndon's going to get twelve targets. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who else? I am absolutely yeah. okay putting him to putting him in to a t- the tight my tight end position if I don't have you know one of those guys. I like the upside that this week presents for Herndon. Uh, I would like to just mention, since we're talking about the Colts, uh, we didn't mention T.Y. Hilton in, earlier uh, in any of the any of the uh, buy-sell stuff, but I was thinking about him. T.Y. Hilton has not looked great no, uh, so far, and he hasn't been producing fantasy numbers. However, he's gotten quite a few targets from Phillip, yeah. from Phillip and last week... He barely missed out on a 50-yard touchdown, yep. which would totally change the outlook. People would ta- be talking totally different about T.Y. Hilton. If he had yeah, that 50-yard touchdown, he'd be a he'd be, wide receiver two for sure. Yeah, so uh, I think I think T.Y. Hilton's a target for me, a oh, trade target a, for me. Because I think, I think you me. can trade very, very little yeah. for him to, and you, and to the point where you could probably get him and have him as a bench asset. And if he goes, and if he does turn out to be uh, better than he's been playing, it's a win. Yep. Um, so I just mentioned that before we move on to the next game. Um, Panthers Chargers. I, my start of the week here is going to be Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly's been a running back to both of the first two weeks. Yep. He's gotten tons of carries. He got more carries than Austin Eckler last week. Absolutely. 25. And this is a this is absolutely looking like it's going to be the same thing we saw last year, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. Yep. And Josh Kelly's just filling in the Melvin Gordon yep. role. He'll, he'll be the primary ground guy. If they're, if they're in the red zone, they're going to run it. Josh Kelly's going to be in yep. there. Austin Eckler is going to get a ton of work through the air, especially if Justin Herbert uh, keeps his job, yep. which I think he will. Um, so I think I think Eckler is going to look better than he did first week for sure. For sure. Um, I think uh, I think we may have all been a little too bullish on Eckler uh, coming into the season, but he'll still be a good. Still be good. Still be a good 100%. fantasy asset yep. for sure. Uh, but Josh Kelly should have a fantastic game against a Panthers defense that can't do anything against the run. Um, 
And, I think uh, this is going to be a really good game, to really fun game to watch. Absolutely. Bo- both these offenses are kind of, I mean, the Panthers' offense is humming. Uh, they did just lose Christian McCaffrey, so it'll be fun to see how they replicate that, that work. Uh, and then the Chargers, this is the first actual start for Justin Herbert. He didn't know he was going to start until like three minutes before game time, so I can't really count that. I mean, he looked great, but yeah. I, I think that this will be a super exciting game. Not as much of an exciting game is the Buccaneers-Broncos, just with all the Broncos injuries. Uh, man, that team was going to be so good. If you take this matchup before the year started, this would have been a great Week 3 matchup. Now, I think the Bucks win pretty handily. I mean, the, the Broncos' defense hasn't looked as good as we thought they would. Uh, that Broncos' offense isn't going to be great. But I will say... If they're going to keep it close, Philip Lindsay's out. Cortland Sutton's out. Drew Locke is out. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, he'll, he's, I'm assuming he'll get the start at least for this first week while Blake Bortles gets accumulated. Uh, I think that Driscoll's going to target the, the best wide receiver on the field, and that is Jerry Judy in my mind. So I, he's my start, uh, but on the Bucks side, I'd play just about everyone. I agree with you on the Bucks side. I I'm not super eager to play Jerry Judy though. I I don't I don't like the prospect of putting him into my starting role this week. Uh, the only Broncos I'm really comfortable playing are Noah Fant and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean Jerry Judy. May, he's I, been getting a lot of targets. He's been getting a lot of targets, but I don't. I, the Buccaneers defense is good, man. I. Yeah, I think this is. I do not think they're going to get much going. I think maybe Judy has fifty yards, but I, I don't, I don't see him getting a touchdown, or I I don't, I don't like the prospect of playing him this week. Um, But uh, if they, if they have some good matchups coming up, Jerry Judy is is a good receiver. So um, you know, he 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 will still produce fantasy numbers without without Drew Lock. That will happen. I'm just not sure it's this week. Um, all right, next one. Ooh, we got a barn burner here. Cowboys Seahawks. Two teams that are looking fantastic on offense, not so much on defense. Uh, we have the Seahawks who are giving up the most yards and fantasy points to receivers, and then the the Dallas defense in general is letting just about anything yeah. happen to them. Um, so my advice to you here is if you have a starter. Uh, if you have if you have anyone that's start in a starting role for either of these offenses, play, play them. Chris yep. Carson, any of the three Dallas wide receivers, Zeke, both of the quarterbacks, play them. The uh, Seahawks wide receivers. I yeah, might. I'm, wide receivers. I might start the tight ends. You know, Greg Olson and Dalton Schultz haven't been. Dalton super Schultz talked played about. great. He, last he played week. great last week. They haven't been super talked about. It's like the main guys. Both have looked great. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you mentioned, this is a this is a high scoring affair. So oh yeah, I'd play everyone. Uh, Lions Cardinals, another great game offensively in my mind. I'm crossing my fingers Kenny Galladay plays because the Lions offense looks a lot different without him. Um, but I I would start just about everyone, especially on the Cardinals side. I think the Cardinals. These two teams tied in week one of last year, uh, and I think that that is not the case. I think, especially if Kenny Galladay doesn't play, the Cardinals run away with this one, uh, and I'm I'm really in on DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you should be regardless, but especially this week because uh, Christian Kirk is out. Uh, this this should be a, a nuke game. Absolutely, he's. I mean, he's a target monster. Kyler Murray's looking great. I, I don't see why they shouldn't keep it rolling against the Lions, who have looked subpar for sure. And I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to play. Yeah, I, don't I, I, I would put it. I would say it. it I would be surprised if he did. Um, so hypothetical. Okay, hit me. Uh, this is completely. It's not a situation that applies to me whatsoever. Completely hypothetical. Okay. Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. Okay. Who has looked very pedestrian sure. without Kenny Galladay on the field. Still put up 16, 17 points just because he's a good quarterback. But he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be. You also have Justin Herbert, 
who's playing in that game we talked about that should just be an offensive battle, Panthers-Chargers. Would you start Justin Herbert this week? Hmm. Who looked pretty good last week, and, and he can run the ball, so I've got the, uh, my friend who's this hypothetical situation is happening to has the running floor from Herbert. I would say, if I'm looking, and listen, I I would play Herbert this week because, one, because I don't think Galladay's going to play, but also because if Galladay's not playing, I think it's more fun to play Herbert and root yep. for Herbert to do great. Yep. And I think I think it's just about as likely that Herbert gets 20-plus points as it is that Matthew Stafford, Stafford does. Yep. So right. I, would, I would play Herbert. I just... Uh, wanted to get the confirmation. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah, the hypothetical confirmation. Right. All right. Next game is the Packers and the Saints. Man, is it just me, or do we have like a ton of really good games this week? Well, the thing is. There's a ton of great football. Yeah. The thing is, I was going to say these last four games Seahawks, Cowboys, Lions, Cardinals, Packers, Saints, Chiefs, Ravens, were all going to be great games. The injuries to the Lions make it that not as fun of a game. Yeah. The Packers and Saints, man. I mean, Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas are not playing this week. Yep. I might take the under in points scored on this. Uh, I, it'll still be a great game. Both are good teams, but uh, it's, it's not as fun as I'll, it should be. I'll, I'll, I'll probably take the under, too. Um just because, especially since the Packers have scored forty plus points in the last two games, the over the uh, lines probably set pretty dang high. But um, my sit for this game is going to be Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, and you might be thinking Michael Thomas is out. Emmanuel Sanders should be the number one receiver, and maybe he is. I think technically he is. I do believe he is the number one guy right now. But first, it didn't look like it last first, week. He hasn't been getting that many targets. Yeah. They have not been using him a whole lot. And Peyton said that would change, but who cares what the coaches say when it comes to that sort of thing? Two, Drew Brees is not Drew Brees. No. By any uh-uh. by any measure. He he looks he looks you know, he he looks like a Peyton Manning in his last season. Uh it's just which is sad, but uh, I think I think Drew Brees looks the kind of way that Alvin Kamara will be good this season. Michael Thomas will be good when he gets back. Past that, I'm you're going to see a couple good games from Jared Cook, and that's it. A couple good games from Traquan Smith. I will say he impressed me last week, uh, especially with Michael Thomas out. I think that he fills in that role better. But see, but I I, I thought he played great last week, and at the end of that game, I was like, man, Traquan Smith was awesome that game. I look at the points. score, ten points. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I, I am not super thrilled to have uh, Saints players beyond those top two guys. I will say... And uh, I, I'm not playing Emmanuel Sanders against the No, Packers. me neither. No way. Uh, and I'm probably not playing Traquan Smith either after I just mentioned his name. I will say, as an Alvin Kamara owner and as, or as, as someone that rosters Alvin Kamara and uh, as a fantasy football fan... I think that Alvin Kamara has a pretty good chance at finishing as the running back one this year. Oh, absolutely. He's certainly the running back one. Uh, he's certainly the running back that uh, I would, if I were drafting today, the, who I would take first over would be Alvin Kamara. He looks fantastic. And, I and th- with all the injuries. I think the, the injuries help. And honestly, I think Drew's, Drew Brees being uh, as pedestrian as, as he is, is going to help him. Yeah. So, so I, I really like Alvin Kamara this season. He's going to be great. Um why don't you finish us off, Oscar? Yeah, and this is like the game of the year. Um, this is the, uh, the the matchup everyone's been waiting for. Stinks that it's going to happen in week three, but I expect these teams to meet again in the playoffs most likely. So we've got the Chiefs versus the Ravens. And my only recommendation, I had to find another sit, and it is sit the defenses because this is going to be I'm calling it. Sam Sam usually likes to call these. I'm going to call this one a 50-burger. There are going to be 50 <laughs> points scored in this game. Uh, it's going to be... I mean, it should be lights out. It's it's the Monday night game. Um, I'm excited. 
Hey, I uh, I'm thrilled for this game, and I love that you're saying there's a fifty burger coming. I sure hope so, because that'd be awesome. If it comes, it's going to be from the Ravens. That's yeah. what I think. I think the Ravens are going to win this game, um, and that's mainly on the back of I think Oscar's right with what he said earlier. I think the Chiefs are warming up. I think yeah. I think they're fine with taking a, a loss or a close game here and there the first couple games. Meanwhile, the Ravens have looked like unbeatable the yeah. first week they look just impossibly good right now uh, lamar jackson hasn't even had to run that much nope uh you know it's they have like as a team they haven't had to run them it just they look so good uh so i'll take the i'll take the ravens here um and if the defenses are worth anything it's gonna be a it's gonna be a turnover is what you're gonna be hoping for and i would not be hoping and, for uh, that these, i, I wouldn't are... if you're if you're looking for a turnover i wouldn't think it's coming in the way of an interception so yeah not from uh, patrick mahomes or lamar jackson but that does wrap us up here uh, it was fun to be back again sorry we missed out on that thursday night game but we really do love you guys supporting us and uh, we will be ne- back next week absolutely we'll be back and better than ever Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to us, and y'all have a wonderful week.